I'm just gonna. It's gonna be a musical podcast, right? Yeah, just just strum the whole time. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre the Giant gave a surprisingly nimble foot rub. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad About Movies. You sound insane. You like that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Mad About Movies is your go-to destination for all things cinema. We give you movie news, movie rumors, and movie rumblings. Those all-important movie rumblings uh, in the first half of the show. And then in the second half of the show, we'll move on to our movie of the week. Don't worry, we'll give you a heads up if we're about to go into spoiler territory. And at the end of the show, make sure you stay tuned for our weekly recommends. Richard, this week we're going to be talking about what movie? This week, we're going to be talking about Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, I, I thought we were doing movie, 47 guys. Ronin. <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode, y'all. No, this uh, week, we're doing, we're doing Anchorman. In the 70s, they were an elite unit with names like Brick, Champ, Brian, and Ron. They rose like the Phoenix, and then they were gone. Their legend became but a whisper told by the trees. Until now. We're starting a 24-hour news channel, and we want you. I'm going to do the thing that God put Ron Burgundy on this earth to do. Have salon-quality hair and read the news. Yeah! Got Anchorman 2, the legend, continues. Uh, Ten years in the making, man. It has been, hasn't it? Ten years well spent. Yeah. We can. Let's have the debate now. Perfect. I'm glad. I'm glad it was 10 years. You know, like, the first maybe 20 minutes or so, I was like, uh, this feels a little bit dated, really? or maybe I needed it earlier, but but after that, boy, it hit a roll, and, and it's, uh, I, I think it was, I think it was the right amount of time. It's good. Good stuff. Good. We'll move on to that, but let's do movie news. Movie news. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin! So we're nearing the end of the year. We're recording this episode uh, the last week of uh, December 2013, uh, the day before Christmas Eve. And so we're starting to see a lot of top ten lists and things come out, year-end reviews uh, from various media and things like that. I saw a list. It's an official list. It's not really from media, but it's a list of the top ten grossing movies of 2013. Yeah. So I think now would be a good time uh, to talk about that, in, uh, unless we think that the desolation of smog is going to blow up in the next week or so, which I doubt. I don't think it'll make it on the list. Um, so is domestic or worldwide? This is both. Okay. Um, so number one worldwide is Iron Man three. Yeah. 1.215 billion. Jeez. Number two might surprise you. Any guesses? I actually know it, I think. I think I saw this. Richard. Like Richard, guess. If it's Tyler Perry, I will. <laughs> Literally. Close. Okay. No. Uh, it's Despicable Me 2, actually. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was wrong. 900 million. Wow. Worldwide. So, yeah, very surprising. Uh, guys, number three, we'll go like this. Fast 6. Yeah. 788 million worldwide. <laughs> so awesome. Number four, Monsters U. 743 million. 
So it only beat fast, I guess. Fast beat it by just a little bit. Yeah, beat uh, Pixar. Uh, number five is actually Pixar. Number five is actually Catching Fire already. Seven hundred wow. million. So that'll probably pass. Yeah, I think that's number two domestically too. That I think the list I saw was had Catching Fire at, at number two, so it must have mm-hmm. been just domestic. Yeah, you're probably looking at it. Yeah, it is number two domestic. Three hundred. 50 million. Wow. Crazy. Already. Crazy. Short period of time. Uh, Man of Steel, number six. It Ugh. did make over 600 million. So that's what justifies the the sequel that we're getting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, seven is Gravity, actually. Wow. 600 million. That's surprising. Two, over 250 million domestic for Gravity. Yeah. A lot of IMAX money for that one. That's true. Sure. It's still out, actually. I was surprised to know. It should Stop. always be out. It should always it should. be at IMAX or like the super at ridiculous like, screen. At least for like a month, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. I, I can see it getting re-released uh, in the next couple like, months. You know how Fantasia comes out all the time? Yeah. On IMAX. <laughs> it should be like, it should replace Fantasia. Sure. You know, they, they kept releasing Avatar like for two years. Didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. they? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Uh, hey, have you guys noticed um, – Avatar sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly haven't watched Avatar since the theater. But I liked it when it came out. Yeah, like, I was I remember being like, excited leaving the theater. Yeah. It it sucks. It's not good. I think it was so visually stunning on this big screen yeah. that it, it conned it's, all of us. But it's such an experience. Yeah. It, yeah, it's awful. I don't think I've watched it since the theater either. I remember the first when I walked out of the, the first one. Kent, then you can get back to your list, Kent. Sorry. The, no, go ahead. Uh I saw it with some friends. I walked out, and I was just—I mean, I was convinced that's the best movie I'd seen all year. I gave it an A plus. I was just so on fire. And then, like a couple weeks later, a buddy of mine, uh, who's in the service, had some uh, had some leave and was back in the states, and he wanted to go see it. And we saw it. It was only like two weeks later, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't nearly as good as I thought it was the first time." It—it it really, Richard, you're right. It conned all of us. I think. Yeah. I I feel like I was excited more just for the 3D of it. Like I don't ever remember leaving being like, man, emotionally that was the best movie I'd no, seen. No, I know. know? Like just, I don't, I don't but, ever remember feeling that way about it in the to begin plot with. Wise, it's just ugh, I don't know. It just does not hold up. Yeah. Oh, hope here's to the sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Unobtainium, guys. Unobtainium. <laughs> oh, I can't believe. Uh, People didn't talk more about unobtainium at the time. Give us the rest of the list. What's uh, after Gravity? What's next? Uh, we got number eight, Thor: The Dark World. Actually, wow. And then I wanted to talk about this a little bit. This is what surprised me on this list. Is not is now you see me on there? I swear, Ken. Well, the list isn't done yet, Richard. We've got a couple <laughs> more. We got three, two or three more to go. But so so Thor: The Dark World. Uh, this movie made over. 198 million, so almost 200 domestically, but sure. 600 worldwide already. Hemsworth. This, it, it just <laughs> passed Iron Man 2, I think, this week. Wow. Wow. And it's like the number three Marvel movie ever behind, I think, Avengers and Iron Man 3 are the only ones uh, ahead of it. That's and crazy. it's surprising because I feel like no one gave a crap about Thor The Dark yeah. World, you know? But people are going to anyone Has anyone talked know? about Thor The Dark World since it came out? No. Like, not one – I haven't heard or seen anything on it. Like, no yeah. one – like, it just literally just came out, and that was it. Like, uh, Well, I, uh, I'll i tell you this. I uh, I coach a couple of youth basketball teams that just started. I mean, I had our first practice this last week. 
And uh, hey, is your parole over? It is. Thankfully, <laughs> I'm, I'm good okay. to go now. Good. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's uh, over. Yeah, I mean, it's been a rough couple of years, but uh, yeah, good. yeah good. But, but we're good now. We're good now. Um, but I, you know, I always do like icebreakers or whatever with you know, tell me your name and your I don't know your favorite movie and stuff like that. And I had a third grader tell me his favorite movie was Thor: The Dark World. So I guess it's big among wow. the uh, the third grade. Group. Yeah, I coach in the same league, and I had two different kids tell me it was 12 Years a Slave, which I thought was... It's kind of weird, yeah. That's kinda. a little weird. They're pretty That's... big Brad Pitt fans, though. So. No, they they told me they were really big Steve McQueen fans. They loved, <laughs> they loved Shane. Shane. Really big Shane. <laughs> Super in the shame. And it's big with those kids. I mean, kids yeah. these days, they love shame. Private school, man. You never know what you're getting. So. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, you guys are classic. We're killing you, Kent. Sorry, we're You're shooting the wheels me. right off your uh, your your chart there. I you know, yeah. So it's been what? How how long? A month or so since we saw that? Since we saw Thor: The Dark World? And I don't remember short. one thing about it. <laughs> I, I could not tell you. Yeah. I could sit here today, and I could do a one minute podcast on on Thor: The Dark World. That's how yeah, that's, little that's I true. remember. It's not. Recall. It's not sticking with me either. You're right. You're right. I remember it was dark. It was dark. There was also a world. <laughs> I remember it was very important. That's true, Richard. Thank. I didn't. I didn't remember that. Thank you. That's Number nine, weird. Brian. This will. This will surprise you, or you'll like this. Actually, the Crudes. Oh yeah, cool. Still haven't seen this. Hey, it's a fun little movie. I, I Crudes is one of the better movies I saw. I mean, the first half of the year was pretty bad, but. Um, that was a that was a highlight for sure. Really much better than I thought it was gonna be. Good for them. So what was the best animated movie of the year, Brian? Uh, I didn't see Frozen, so I can't. Uh, oh, Fro- yeah, really. Frozen by far. But but Crude's was was uh, was up there. Probably I did see six. Despicable Me too, actually. I did too. Pretty good. I liked Crude's better. So was but, it? Yeah, I, I mean, I I liked it better, but Despicable Me too is fine as well. Frozen was really good though. Really. What about that. what about uh, Medea's animated adventure? <laughs> I can't, how far are we from that? Like a couple years at, at, at yeah, best. Yeah. I mean, it only took Adam Sandler like four years to do sell out with animation. So right. remember that movie, that yeah. Hanukkah movie he did, Eight, eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's my favorite movie. That's what I told my. <laughs> what do you mean? I told my uh, third grade basketball coach my favorite movie was. <laughs> <laughs> you were in I'm third kidding. grade in t- year no. 2000, Richard? <laughs> yeah, I was, wow. I'm really slow. I'm really <laughs> slow. But no, I'm kidding. I told my third grade basketball coach my favorite movie was Deer Hunter. Go ahead, continue. Wow. Nice. Nice. And I'm number gonna 10. My, I'm going to give my kid a bunch of really weird chamber <laughs> answers to those questions and just beat in. I'll never let him see it. But like, right. oh, my favorite album? Oh, um, uh, oof, gosh. Probably Slim Shady LP. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that favorite movie, easy hands down, nine and a half weeks. Love it. <laughs> just give him all these. Rourke, man. Yeah. Gosh, Basinger's hot in that. And then just give him all these. <laughs> I will do that. So whenever adults ask those questions, he just has them. So let's let's talk about. Talk, there's a lot of actually a lot of movie news. What was the final final movie on the list? It was yeah, World War Z. Oh, how much did it make? The final movie on the list is World War Z. It made. Hey, hold on, hold on. Before you say that, Brian, you want to you want to know what World War Z made? Shut up. It made a number two with cheese. 
He still uh, hasn't paid up on his Whataburger bet? Oh, uh, I think he has. Did you? I don't know. I'm not uh, sure. Who knows? Who knows? It's right. I may still owe you one from Whitney, so who knows? <laughs> okay, then I'll take you so, owe me one more. So the, the record can be settled right here. If you're a fan of our show, you know that they did have a bet. We were discussing prior to this movie coming out whether it would pass 500, and it did, 540. Okay. So that's, yeah. It made, it made, made $3 million in <laughs> yeah. profit. Yeah, serious. It's it true. It did cost hey, like five hundred. It was good. We liked it. That's that was. I think that was the most surprising part. So let's, yeah. uh Hobbit is at four hundred and three right now. So oh, it'll win. Yeah, that, it'll... that probably ends up in the top ten. I would bet. Totally. Not before the end of the year, but for movies that came out this year, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, there actually is a lot of movie news that we can talk about. Yeah, we, can I break the, the big the big story? Sure. April tenth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're pushing Fast 7 to an April 2015 release. And I like that. this I think is it's a good time. I think that is a good time. Yeah. It does kind of kicks off the summer, a huge summer. The summer yeah. of 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and they're get, they'll get it in before it, everything gets too crazy. Yeah. So that's that's good. And and this is one movie that yeah, take your time, guys. Like that that yeah. needs go ahead and push to 2015. That's that needs to happen. Every other movie that's moving to 2015, knock it off. But that one, <laughs> that one needed to happen for sure. So they're pushing it to 2015, but I think a more significant part of the story is that it stars Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. Yeah. So they, he is going to be a high build actor, actually, Paul Walker is on this one. So he's going to have right. a significant role, which is surprising and uh, it's exciting as well. Yeah. We speculated last week what they would do, and I, I, I think I contended. I, I don't know. I, I don't think you could go wrong. Whether they let him kind of just walk off into the sunset at the beginning of the movie, or whether they continued this movie with him, I don't. I don't think you could go wrong on that. So I'll be exci- honestly. I personally will be excited to see to see him uh, on screen one last time with with this crew. I will too. Absolutely, definitely. So that that is exciting news. Thanks for. Breaking that, Richard. That's gonna. Yeah, that's it's I, confirmed. We're gonna have to wait a whole year without a fast movie, though. I mean, it's worth true. it. It's worth the wait. I'm sure. But it's gonna be an awkward 2014 with no. It is. Let's just do another Fast Six podcast, guys. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> let's break it down again. I'm sure. There's, well, I'm sure we have a, another episode of thoughts we could do on that. <laughs> I'm sure we do. Sure. We, yeah. we still haven't done Fast One through Five, guys. So we could do that yeah. if we ever get. What desperate. if we? What if we just pretend like Need for Speed? Is uh, <laughs> is fast seven or something oh, or fast six and a half, and we just uh, we'll come in, we'll talk about it, we'll pretend like Vin Diesel's in the movie, <laughs> and just really throw off anyone who hasn't seen it yet. What if that's how Need for Speed ends? Is with the same closing scene from Fast from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> he just pulls up. That would be awesome. <laughs> it would. That would synergy. Synergy. Um, so, speaking of 2015, the dreaded. Long anticipated Batman Superman is coming Ugh. out, Ugh. and Can I want to talk. To see that movie? Guys? We don't. We I don't. I don't really. I after what I'm about to tell you, I don't want to see it. Yeah. So they have confirmed a writer for it, and it is actually kind of exciting. Actually, well, I don't know why I said I didn't want to see it. Chris Terrio, who wrote Argo, or adapted Argo, won an Oscar for it. I guess Affleck has. 
tapped him to write this movie. I didn't know it didn't already have a script. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm more <laughs> concerned about. They have a. I, I could have sworn they, they had director. already started shooting this thing. Yeah, they have. <laughs> so they did the, uh, the maybe they're bringing him in for rewrites. I don't know, but I just that's what I read was they've Uh-oh. Chris Terrio is writing um, a disaster. Writing, yes. yeah. So thoughts on that? Just uh, I don't. I, this ugh, this movie doesn't need to exist. This is gonna be awful. I think Affleck might be heading back to uh, mid two thousands. Affleck, <laughs> just gonna have to deal with Affleck peaks and valleys for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I'll say it. it when this tanks, which is looking more and more likely, I don't think at least but, hey, it'll make mo- yeah, it'll make money, but it won't be good. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna be able to put it on Affleck. It's just gonna be well, this is just a crappy movie. So. At least there's that because I, you know, I think we're all we've all gotten to the point where we're Affleck fans, at least yeah. as as a director and the drama work that he does. So I think he'll be okay when it's all said and done. But it's this is not going to be a good movie. I'm I'm very confident in that at this point. Well, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast, and I'm surprised that we haven't. The Wonder Woman. Yeah. Do we ever talk about it? I don't think so. No, did they greenlight it? No, Wonder yeah, Woman. Wonder Woman is going to be in oh, Batman Superman, and it's That's Gal. Right. What's that girl's name? Gal the girl from World War Z, right? Gal no. Gadot from um, uh, Fast Fast Hans, and Furious. Hans' girlfriend. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, right. from Fast uh, Fast and Furious and Five and Six. Yeah. So she's Israeli, I believe, and, yeah. and very very fetching. She plays Giselle in those movies. Yeah. Giselle in the Fast movies. So she is Wonder Woman. She got Woman. eaten by an airplane propeller in Fast 6. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> yes. She, um, she is Wonder Woman, so there's another character that they're shoehorning into this <laughs> franchise. I mean, Green Lantern might show up, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <sighs> I have no doubt. <laughs> they're they're setting walk. it up for that. At least that. I know when I'm going to walk out now. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they haven't cast... Lex Luthor, but this is actually what I wanted to talk about. There's a few names have come up for it. Have you guys heard at all about it? Cranston was the last name I heard. Cranston, I heard that too. Apparently that's not true. I've seen Idris Elba circled. I've seen Denzel actually. And Joaquin Phoenix is the latest name to emerge. Denzel Fine. I'd like to see. I, I kind of like to see Denzel do something like that. I think that would be fun. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, okay. Idris Elba, I don't. Man, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't either. Not for Lex. Not compared to those to the three other people: Cranston, uh, Denzel, or Joaquin. I can't. Can't. I, yeah, I bet it ends up being Joaquin. That'd be a, because of the because of the Affleck factor. Yeah. Apparently he's really close it's with tight. Casey Affleck and the Affleck clan, right? So that's 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 probably what it's so Lex Luthor. He's married. He's married to the uh, or Affleck. Casey Affleck is married to the the Phoenix sister. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. So this is um, it's probably pretty likely to happen, and it's kind of exciting actually. I'm sure we'll talk more about it when we see her later on this month or in January, but. It's it's he's never really done a blockbuster, has he? Since like Signs, I guess does that count? Signs. I mean, Gladi- off the, Gladi- off the line, yeah. I think Off the Line was kind of a. Blo- I mean, that was a big movie. 
Yeah. It really was, yeah. It was. Gladiator was huge. Yeah. But that was before he really broke. I mean, that He's was... so good, That man. was the first thing I'd ever seen him in. Yes. Yeah, to, like, recognize him anyway, so... He's what so was? Gladiator. Yeah. I know I was, he was in, like... Was it like eight millimeter or something mm-hmm. like that? I mean, there's a couple movies that he was in before that, but that was the movie that that was a really uplifting comedy. Yeah, gosh, jeez, <laughs> jeez, that was that was dark. It's I remember dark. reading an interview in like maybe 2003 with Gandolfini, and they asked him, you know, is there any is there anything you regret? One way or the other, like either a, a role you took or a role you didn't take. Is there something you regret? And he just said, "Well, I don't think eight millimeter turned out the way any of us thought it was going to." Just completely threw it under the bus. Nicholas Cage said, "Answered that with no. That's exactly the movie I wanted to make." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He stole the Declaration of the Independence at the end of that, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Always he's got this weird post-credit scene. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage is coming back, guys. He's got to make a comeback. I promise. <laughs> okay. Ghost Rider 3 is really going to do it for him. Does – this is a perfect time to have this this discussion. Wait. There's a Ghost Rider 2? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. You didn't yeah, – It was like last Idris year, Elba. wasn't it? Yeah, last year. Ghost Rider 2 with Nick Cage and Idris Elba. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard, I know you Bad. saw the preview for it at some point. It was called – He pees um, his flame. Like he pees He like has a chain. <laughs> he like whips a chain yeah. in yeah. the trailer. That's all I remember. Yeah, but the chain yeah, is its urine, so you know that's yeah. that's great. Eight millimeter. Walking yeah, this is a per- this is a perfect lips. time to have this discussion. Nick Cage, American Treasure. No, 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 no. no. Not. not funny. You got you got to have a little bit of comedy chops. To be okay, in here's one for you. Here's one. Bear with me on this one. Right. American Treasure. Kevin Bacon. No, uh, no, I don't think his high was ever high enough. Yep. Kevin Bacon. Know. His in, in a lot of ways, his high is is seventy or six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So I don't know. No, I I wouldn't put him in. Look, bro, it's a it's a it's a big award to be an American right. treasure. I would like, I would put Bacon pretty close well, to Bacon status at this point. That's fine. That's why you're not on the committee. <laughs> Throw out some American treasures. Go for it. There John Goodman. Many. Yeah. John, John Goodman. Goodman. Bill Murray. Yeah, the original. Woody Harrelson. Woody, Woody Harrelson. Steve Martin. That's the other. So if you've hosted SNL more than fifteen <laughs> times, you can be an American yeah. treasure. No, it doesn't Baldwin's, hurt. Baldwin's not a treasure, but he yeah. could really. He could get there. He's, he's close. He, that's what I mean. There's people we like. I, I like Kevin yeah. Bacon. Yeah. But he's not an American treasure yet. No right. dramatic actors can can get can get a American no. treasure status. I would consider John Goodman a pretty weighty. I'm guy. telling you, we need to have this on our site, American Treasures, and we need to keep a tally. This right. needs to be a thing for. We also need to like get it. If any of you listeners own a like blazer manufacturer, <laughs> uh, and can get us a deal, yes. we, we will mail these to these to these. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did we decide on a female at some point? We talked about Tina Fey, and we decided that not yet. Yeah, not yet. Too too soon. Too soon. Martin Short uh, is honorary because right. he's a, he's what we call a North American treasure. Right. Steve Martin is in. If I didn't say that one, and then yeah, uh, yeah Martin Short and Michael J. Fox are both honorary. <laughs> yeah. American treasures. Um, you have to have a lot of goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. It's a comb- it, It's a formula. Formula. It's like the PER. It's like <laughs> acting ability, 
sense of humor about oneself, good, just general goodwill. Right. Um, like Swayze is an interesting maybe post-mortem candidate. Yeah, yeah. The comedy, though, my, that... I, I, pretty, I mean, look, think about that Farley sketch. Yeah, that's true. Chippendale. I'm not saying sure. Swayze's there yet because I would like to remove ourselves because... His his passing is still too sad and too recent, <laughs> and I can be swayed by it. Sure, but if I feel the same way in five years, I'm willing to go there. All right, I can accept that. Will Ferrell, American Treasure, Mm-mm. someday for sure, for sure. Yeah. Wow. What? So Woody Harrelson's already in, but Ferrell. Yeah, still, Woody's, uh, Woody's been around since the he minutes. has. He has. Yeah. That's true. He was on Cheers. Yeah. But he's been. They, His dad probably killed Kennedy. I mean, these are. Important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. And Woody's done some serious work. Like, I think that's part of it too. You you, you got to show yes. some a well roundedness as a, as an actor. And as much as we all love Farrell, and and we're we're about to talk about him ad nauseum here, I, I assume uh, he's he's. He hasn't done too much serious work. Stranger Than Fiction is is solid, and a couple other things here and there. But well, be he'll be in eventually. No, which wasn't funny at all. Does that kind of serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll make it. I would sure. say he's a shoe in eventually. But you know, these things have yeah. their time. This is like the NFL Hall of Fame, not not like I don't know yeah. the NBA. They're well, basketball Hall of Fame. Let's everybody in. Yes. Yeah, we take it pretty serious. Yeah. I thought for sure Kevin Bacon was an American treasure. Mm. They one the, the thing fan, I mean, the fans will speak on this one. I'm sure we'll get <laughs> rioting in the streets yeah. when they find I mean, out Kevin Bacon mind, is not American like Treasure. People, yeah. Not, so I'm not saying I'm, I'm just. I'm saying Bacon. it in jest. Yeah. Well, well yeah. plenty of time next year <laughs> to yeah. have podcasts on things like that because there's yeah. no movies coming out. January and February will be be prime times for uh, for that debate, that discussion. That's true. I look forward to you guys bringing some new candidates to the table so yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. We I, want, I want you to tell me the criteria. Like yeah, we need a criteria. We can put in each year and, and yeah. such. Exactly. Yeah, we need to hammer down that inaugural class as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Please. And the jackets thing. Seriously, get at yeah. us on that. <laughs> yeah. Are we going gold or green? That's gold's been done. I'm thinking um, full. I, I'm thinking American flag themed. Okay. Ooh, right. yeah. Stripes, stars and stripes. Stars yeah. and stripes. There you go. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? 
Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Like it. Uh, all right, guys. Let's move on. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's talk about Anchorman 2s. Oh. This just feels right. The news team is back. Welcome to the 80s, baby. All right, well, I guess I'll let you guys start this one off. Go, Richard, Richard Barton. Yeah. Start us off on Anchorman 2. Give us your thoughts, uh, initial impressions first. I, uh, I haven't seen American Hustle yet, and I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street yet, but this might be my favorite movie of the year. All right. Starting re- hot. I love it. Um, look, it's not as good as the first one just because it's derivative. Mm-hmm. The first one's original, and, you, I mean, anything that's like, you know, a sequel I don't think can be as good. Um, a judge in the same way, at least, of an original movie. Uh, so I, I don't want to say it's better than the first one because... But they came about as close as one could possibly come to. For me, I, I left that theater completely satisfied. Yeah. And that I did not think that was going to happen. Um, I laughed so hard. And every, oh, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose something. And I, I don't normally like messing with the format of this. Can we just go spoiler alert now? Because everything yes. talking yeah. about this totally. is quotable. And I don't want to – the quotes – are spoilers, right? Because you want to hear everything for the first time you see the movie. So if you haven't right. seen Anchorman 2 yet, turn this off. Because it's just going to ruin it for you. Um, but anyway, everything... I mean, gosh. I mean, the bat meat... I was crying <laughs> laughing. <at the> <laughs> um, it, I mean, the the Dobie song. There was just like so many classic, classic, classic. I mean, it was just... And it was just so good to see them all again. Yeah. Um, and... Carell was great. They gave him a much wow. bigger part this time, and uh, Brick was wonderful. Not quite enough. Obviously, it's, it's a two-hour comedy, which is probably too long for any comedy. Um, so, but so I, I hate complaining about stuff that wasn't in it because obviously they they bloated it. Probably not enough Brian Fantana for my liking. Sure, um, it's probably my one criticism. But I love this movie. It it might be. It's definitely the most I enjoyed myself. I, you know, I think of myself as a as somewhat of a person that really, uh, you know, likes kind of high concept or, you know, pie in the sky movies. So I don't want to admit that Anchorman 2 is my favorite movie of 2013. <laughs> um, but I have a feeling, if I'm honest, it probably was. I, I really, really liked it. Sweet. Cool. Go, Brian. Yeah, dude. Um, I think Anchorman is a better movie. It definitely had like, the, the original. It definitely a better movie. definitely has more of a narrative structure than this movie. The sequel is is kind of just hey, we're going <laughs> to we got to start here and in here and for the next 2 hours you guys just make some jokes and we're just going to do <laughs> yeah. ridiculous things. 
Um, whereas I think the first movie, I mean, it's ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, but the first movie has a narrative. So this this is insanity um, just for two hours. So I think the first movie is a better movie, and I think I was thinking about comedies of the last few years, and I think I think Twenty One Jump Street. Mm-hmm. which I love. I just love, and it gets better every time I watch it. I think 21 Jump Street, and I actually think The uh, World's End mm-hmm. are better movies, just just in terms of just sheer quality and telling a story and being a movie movie, you know? Um, they're... I don't know when the last time was. Well, I don't know when I've seen a movie that is genuinely funnier than this, than this movie is. I yeah. laughed more in this movie than I... Honestly, then I can ever remember laughing. The only two I think that made me laugh as hard in the last few years, or gosh, even even ten years almost, are probably the original Anchorman, yeah, uh, Superbad, and MacGruber. Yeah, MacGruber is up there. Anchorman, I'll tell you what. The first, I didn't, I didn't quite grasp on. I didn't grasp on to Anchorman the first time or two that I saw it. It was. The third and fourth and twenty fifth and whatnot that I saw it that I fell in love with it. You're 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 right on MacGruber. Um, even though with MacGruber, MacGruber has a few scenes that still like every time I watch it they kill me. Um, I I mean I was crying in this movie. Yeah. I was laughing so hard at at multiple points. So uh, I mean it it takes for me it took about ten or fifteen minutes to kind of get into what they were doing because again it, it really doesn't hold as like uh, from a narrative perspective so much that took me a little bit of adjustment and it, it did take a few minutes to kind of um sh- to, a shift to what they what they were doing this time uh but after that point i mean i just i just i rolled laughing and i've seen it with four or five other people and we all, I mean, our our entire row was just going nuts the whole the whole movie. So hilarious, just a, I mean, absolutely exactly what I want from an Anchorman two. It, I think they absolutely Farrell and McKay and all those guys they knew exactly what we wanted from this movie and they gave it to us in in bunches. So I, I mean, bravo. My immediate reaction upon leaving the theater. And you uh, just saw it, right? You just I saw just it. saw it tonight, yeah, like a, about an hour before we hopped on this podcast. But my immediate reaction was, I have to see that again. Yeah. Because yeah. the jokes whizzed by so fast yes. that I couldn't even process how funny it was before the next joke was coming. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept telling myself, I can't concentrate on how funny that was because I'm going to miss another joke, which happened numerous times. Like I would – like look down or like some to laugh or something. And I would look back up and I would have missed something that somebody, people next to me were laughing at. Yeah. So it was just chock full of one liners. And that's what I liked about it because that's what the first one was to me. (laughs) Like the first Anchorman is probably the most quotable Will Ferrell movie. I think it's the most quotable movie period of the last 25 years. Maybe dumb and dumber comes close. Yeah, Sure. It, it, for me, at least, Dumb and sure. Dumber has just uh, every line is is funny, and Anchorman yeah. or, is or How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days I would say. <laughs> for a different reason, yeah, just for life advice and things. Kinda hey, man. So, <laughs> you guys remember Ghosts of Girlfriends Past? Nope. I mean McConaughey. 
I remember but, that it came out. Remember when he went through like two years or three yeah. years or failure to launch and go goes yeah. to girlfriend's past was all he, he was did. in a movie where Terry Bradshaw played his dad. <laughs> that is that true. Happened. And now he's uh, Academy Award nominee. Yep. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Anchorman was just for me was is just I mean the top uh, of the movies that have come out since year two thousand. It's number yeah. one or two for comedies. Sure. So it, it was on a huge pedestal. And so when I came into Anchorman 2, I was like, man, this is just not going to – It's. I was telling myself in my mind this is not going to come close to Anchorman 1. Same. But within the first five minutes, I was just so happy. Like, yeah. I love this movie within the first five minutes. Uh, it opens with, like, uh, them doing the unique New York stuff, you know, the voice exercises, him and Veronica. And I love that. Everyone – they did about four or five, and every one of them was hilarious. I couldn't even concentrate on them. <laughs> And then they do like a they fire Ron Burgundy from his gig with Veronica, and he's like, "What? What have I ever done to get fired?" And then they roll <laughs> off a blooper reel of stuff he yeah. he did to get fired, and it's freaking hilarious. Yeah, I love that right at the beginning sets it off, and then so Ron goes and works at a like a sea knockoff Sea World <laughs> as like a announcer. Yeah, and he's just plastered the whole time, and covered in vomit. <laughs> he and tries it, to hang himself off. Yeah, the and like it's classic SNL Will Ferrell at that point. Like it was yeah. just uh, the physical comedy in this movie is spot on from him. Yeah, and he tries to hang himself in his dressing room, but the ceiling what, is made of ceiling tiles, so it doesn't. That's right. when I realized it was going to be good when he when he hung himself from the fluorescent light because I knew. They were willing to go kind of dark with it, and I was like, oh, yes, this is yeah. – they're not going to – Yeah. This is awesome. Right. Well, and it also – it makes – I don't know how to – if you if, – if a, if a comedian or a movie or whatever calls it shot, you knew exactly what was going to happen there. Like, he was going to yeah. fall from the – I mean, you knew that yeah. was going to happen, but they still pulled it off uh, with such comedic force that – I love when that happens. I, I kind of, you know, you, you don't always want to know what's happening or what the joke's going to be, obviously. But when they tell, when they set it up so, so uh, obviously, you know exactly what's going to happen, and they still make you really laugh. Like that's that's saying something. I agree. What do you guys think about the whole getting the team back together aspect of it? Like I said, the bat beat like... might have been my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> that was very. It was so dark. Like. <laughs> One guy's yeah. serving bat meat. The other guy's like doing kitty porn, like with cats, like literal right. cats. And uh, Ron Burgundy was—I don't know yeah. what he was doing. He was and Brick's dead. And Brick is dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it turned for me. Up to that point, I was like, "This is really funny. I'm liking this a whole lot." When they <laughs> Brick Tamblin's funeral <laughs> crushed me. Like I was just—I—I I started crying. I was laughing so hard, and I just. I'm sure I missed half the jokes there because uh, I just couldn't. I, I barely could could hear it. I was laughing. I'm sure everybody in the theater hated me because I, my buddy Jason and I were were sitting there together and we were just dying. And uh, I mean, dude, Steve Carell, that was that was amazing. But yeah, that's where the for me that's where it turned. And I was just like, okay, I'm I'm a hundred percent in on this, and it's gonna be awesome. I like how his his uh, his tombstone it said. <laughs> I like mittens because yeah. they're easy to put on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, classic. Uh, so I kind of disagree with you. I, I, I enjoy 
Steve Carell in this role sometimes, but some parts of this movie just... I agree. I like it. It was just too much. Yeah. Like, there were points in the... Like, when he was in the bus, or, like, when they're in the RV, <laughs> and he's just going insane for, like, by himself. Like, it was just dead silent in the theater, and there was not, like, one chuckle, and it was just, like, yeah. awkward I loved him it. screaming. I was dying at that part, too. Yeah, so I thought Carell was incredible. That part was really funny. The The... I like I like any brick with the news team. I just it's not that I had a problem with the the Kristen Wiig love interest thing, and it was executed pretty funny, and it was a good. Part I thought of the that movie. was the be- his best part of the movie was his back but and forth with I her. I just don't yeah. know if that's the character you give this whole subplot. Like I'd much rather see a Fantana subplot for me. Sure. Uh, yeah. Because he's more of a three dimensional character. Where, um, but Steve Carell is such a star now. Yeah. Like, but I mean, so is Paul Rudd. Yeah, I agree. If this movie needed one more thing or needed something different, it's more, more Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Agreed. But it's because you just—I mean, he, Brick is just such kind of a one line at a time type character. But right. I mean, it was a very funny part, and so I'm, I'm fine with it. It's just that would—that yeah. would be what I would change. Like, if I'm in that meeting, I'm like, well, let's give one of these guys a love interest. I would probably go Fantana, but that's why maybe they'll be in Anchorman three one day. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think. I, I, I was about to start off this episode by saying that uh, I I totally think they could pull off a an Anchorman three at this point after seeing this. I think they could do it ten years down the road again. Yeah, that'd be funny again. if they did that. I don't that's what they that that's what they were saying. They were like, uh, that's why they said they were no in no rush to to make this movie because they knew it would always be funny. Yeah, <laughs> because Ron Burgundy is just uh, he he does grow with age and it's always set in the seventies, so you can yeah. always. In the Even early eighties, in this one, yeah, yeah. Early 80s, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see grunge, grunge era Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I would do, yeah. Late eighties, late eighties, yeah. early nineties, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, t- I totally he's would too. He's got a, yeah, he's got a Soundgarden album. <laughs> Clinton era Ron Burgundy. Oh my, yeah. era would be funny. Yeah, this had an interesting thing that I would say the first one didn't have, and I, I'm certainly not the first to talk about this because it's this been a talking point. But it had this sort of um, really kind of smart and on-point satire of the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. And, like, how ridiculous cable news is because they have so much time to fill and the effect that it has on our society at large. Um, in a way, this was kind of a smart movie. Oh, totally. Uh, I agree, uh, yeah. And I was wondering... The first one didn't have that. The first one didn't really have the satire angle of news. first one kind of pushed the women breaking yes. into news thing. Yes. And I was and wondering the if they were going to go, like political with this one or how if they were going to put a yeah. twist like that on it and they did they kind of did with the the interracial dating thing yeah, yeah. it was kind of but this was, was definitely like, a better satire yeah yes that that was really funny um satire i knew you would love i knew you'd love this satire richard yeah this is like the newsroom car- and like all that yeah. stuff like and the uh the car chase thing and how we're all just yeah. suckers for a car chase and how ron right. burgundy basically discovered the car chase right yes uh, it's really funny. <laughs> it's clever. It's very, very I'm clever. Still, yeah. I'm still laughing about the bat meat. I'm sorry. Yeah, bat yeah, meat this... killed me. Uh, the... They're the chicken of the cave, Richard. <laughs> yeah. The fact Who says that... that there's a guy. That says that. Well, <laughs> yeah, a. a guy. That's a guy. Yeah. It's not they. That's just Paco. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> Greg Kinnear. <laughs> Yeah. Turning out to have mind powers was yeah. genius. Like that was a uh, okay. Super was... spoiler alert here. We need to talk about the fight. Yeah, yeah. So seriously, if you haven't seen this movie, let's let's this... talk about some more stuff before we get there. That's the very okay. end. Let's let's save that for 
few minutes at least. Uh, did you guys like the um, the stuff with the cameo with Harrison Ford? Yeah, right at the beginning. Yeah. I, I like how they started it off with a cameo, and they, they were just kind of sprinkling cameos throughout the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. that and I like they even announced. Like, they talked about that he was in this movie. Yeah. Because I think it was right at the beginning. They didn't care about spoiling it. Right. I liked to see – I like seeing Fred Willard in Chris Parnell randomly. Yes. Parnes. What up, Parnes? Yeah. It's nice of of Will to put them in, to yeah. throw them in, or Judd or whoever was behind it. I was, I was hoping we would get them uh, get them in this one. How great would it be to see Farrell and or John C. Riley in a Christopher Guest Fred Willard movie. Oh, yes. Please let that happen. That would Absolutely. be amazing, actually. Gosh, that would be great. Yeah. Those guys have such good chemistry together. Yeah. Going back to the to the RV sequence or scene, <laughs> I just want to tell a story real quick. So, so you know, like, Will Ferrell's, at the beginning of the scene, he's like, oh, don't worry, it's in cruise control. Yeah. And they, they go on with the scene, and when they get to the reveal at the, like, Everyone knows it's coming. Like eventually, they're gonna lose. It's gonna lose control. There was a lady in my audience that like legitimately didn't know what cruise control was. Oh, and like when he gets to the part where he says, "No, I think it only controls the speed, not the steering." She goes, "What?" <laughs> and she lost it. Like it was this twist. She did no idea. Like That's came hilarious. completely out of left field. And I was just like. There, this lady had to be over fifty. Yeah, she had she had just heard of cr- cruise control in uh, Anchorman too. She drove herself too. there probably. Yeah, <laughs> sad, sad man. Just going to screenings is just funny. I like to reiterate that sometimes oh, on this show. It's it's hilarious, and it never occurred to me before this before this screening. People buy large popcorns and eat them by themselves. Yeah. I've witnessed yeah. this today. It didn't ever dawn on me that people like eat it by themselves. Like when I see people walking in with them, yeah. I saw like two or three people with them by themselves, like the giant bucket in their lap. Yeah. Oh, that makes me America, sick thinking about it. America, America. <laughs> when I uh, once once see Return of the King in I guess 2003 or whatever, and its particular chain that we were at would offer their customers. A small cup of butter so that they could put butter oh my God. on the pop- popcorn, like in the middle, you know, later in the, theater, in the in the movie. So uh, I'm sitting here watching this movie, and uh, I'm sitting like on the aisle, okay, but it's like the split aisle. So you know, there's there's a probably a six foot eight foot span, and then there's another gentleman sitting in the uh, you know like a two seat row right there uh, on the other side. And he's a large guy. He uh, he makes George R. R. Martin looks look uh, small, I would say. And uh, wow, dirtiest thing. This yeah, dude. story is so you're at one of the rings. Science. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, afterwards, I watched Star Wars. Um, <laughs> and so, anyway, we're about halfway through the movie, and I hear this strange noise, and I can't figure out what's what's going on. And this guy was a loud eater. Like I, I'm like he's done with his popcorn for sure. Like this, he's he's eaten so much. And this noise continues. It was a finally, human head. Dude, I turned over, finally turned and looked at him. This this guy is uh <laughs> is dipping his hands inside the cup of butter and then oh <laughs> sucking it. <laughs> it was the like I I had to get up and leave. I'd already seen the movie once. We were just there with like my family or something and I was just like I'm out. I can't do this. This is uh 
<laughs> this is pretty. Dis- this is the most disgusting thing I've ever been a part. I mean, it's just butter, dude, and he's literally just. It's uh, it was pretty rough. So, so Anchorman Two is awesome. Uh, hey, speaking of my uh, John C. Riley point from earlier. Yeah. How pumped is David Koechner that uh, Will Ferrell didn't meet John C. Riley till like 2006? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Like, so you just thank God every day for that. Right. I wonder how many people walk up to David Koechner on a daily basis and be like, hey, you're that guy from Anchorman that I... Yeah. That, that guy from Anchorman. <laughs> yeah. Whammy. Whammy. Yeah, yeah. that guy. No, like, every, dude, he's constantly getting stuff. because, they're like, Dude, you're the guy oh, from he... the comebacks. <laughs> yeah, just random. Like, yeah. That's true. The American film classic, The Comebacks. You're the coach. Worst <laughs> movie ever. Yeah. It's true. It is random. It's very random. What did you guys think of James Marsden? First James Marsden mention on this podcast, I believe. <laughs> I'm actually a big Marsden. I'm a Marsden fan. I like him yeah. on 30 Rock. I thought he was the best part of Superman Returns. I thought he was really good in Superman yeah, Returns. Yeah, he was. He should have been Superman. Yeah, he should have. He was way better than Brandon Ralph. Um, I know. I'm, I was pumped he was in. I think he seems like a really cool dude. Like he's friend, You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. He's like the handsome guy that gets along with all the funny people and they just right. put him in this in their stuff. Yeah. And his brother was on Boy Meets World back in the day. So that that doesn't Was hurt. he? Who was his brother? You remember the early episodes Eric's friend? Yeah. The uh, little short guy. He, he was also on Step by Step. Yeah. That's that's a Marsden. Okay. I like that guy. Yeah. He does like voice work and stuff now. Yeah, so does so does uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think they're buddies. Yeah, I do too. I don't know why I know that, but I think they're like really close. Yeah. Because I know everything about Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. One of the, speaking of Boy Meets World, one of the Please best scenes, on. <laughs> one of the best scenes in the movie is where they're doing cocaine. Yeah. Or, or yeah. they're doing crack on crack, live yeah. on TV. <laughs> I love when they're doing crack and they're like, you, what do you mean you can't do crack on live TV? Now, okay, now we know. And then the next immediate, the next shot is them with an Emmy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so... So dark and great. Oh, this yeah. movie is um, is already a classic. It's really funny. I can't really, wait to really see it again, for real. Like I, I had a buddy that was supposed to go with us to see this and then couldn't make it and was really bummed. And I texted him immediately afterwards, like, I will go see this with you again anytime you want. Like this is I, – I know I missed probably 12 to 15% of the jokes just because of how hard I was laughing at the other stuff. So can't wait to see it again. We gotta yeah. talk the fight scene though. Yeah, you? I agree. Let's 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 move to move to the cameos. So go ahead, Richard. I mean, uh, let's uh, uh... <laughs> let me let me ask. Start you off with the most obvious one, guys. Kanye West, get it over oh, with. Shit. That's what I was waiting for. Yeezy, were you yeah. guys expecting the fight scene at that point? I was kind of like, when's the fight scene gonna happen? You because you got to do it. And I had seen uh, still shots of like brick with a trident, like yeah, promotional stuff. So I was like, it was okay. so smart to make that the climatic scene. That's really it was funny. like that's that was going to be my point. I I expected it when I walked into the theater, and yeah, then that, it didn't happen, and I so I I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about it by the time it came up, and it was man perfectly timed for uh, for inserting just the most random Monty Python esque uh, yeah. <laughs> battle scene you could possibly imagine. There's a Minotaur. <laughs> Let's not bear the lead here. That is the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. Yes. So clever to have John C. Riley as the ghost of Stonewall Jeez. Jackson, yeah. too. Um, so good. 
Will Smith was the worst. Yeah, I don't know how they. I don't know how they kept Will Smith and Jim Carrey secret. Well, I knew Jim Carrey. I knew Jim Carrey. I didn't know either of them were in it, and it surprised me. I was like, wow. How did they? I don't know how they pulled. Will Smith actually looked more like Muhammad Ali than his character in Ali. Yeah, that was weird. His delivery Uh, was really weird, though. It was like Will Smith, you're good. You know how that? Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. He was doing this Ali thing. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he, just, he just got done spending eight weeks with M. Night Shyamalan. He may not know how to act anymore, guys. This, that might have been the end of it. Um, <laughs> I thought that uh, probably my favorite, just most random one was Marion Cotillard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just because, like, why? With, with Carrie. <laughs> yeah. With Carrie. It was really funny. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Um, Neeson. Neeson. I mean, I Neeson. adore Liam Neeson. Dude, so, he's the best. He just makes me so happy to see him. And with the Minotaur and Stonewall Jackson behind him, yeah, was... yeah, and this Cute. and the conceit of and the fact that the the he's so smart. I mean, Kay's really good, you guys, by the way. But yes. the uh, it was just that you know you have this ridiculous thing where you're like, wow, they're really overdoing it for the sequel. But then you hide it behind the cable news or cable is so oversaturated with material, right? So then you can get away with having yeah, everybody absolutely. in it. And you're just like, well, it's satire, and it's you know, and it works. And that was really, really, really smart. I like the, hey guys, we need more graphics on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. If you want more graphics, you give him more graphics. Yeah. That, that was great. But the the big reveal at the end, I don't know if it was a big reveal, but they sort of meant it to be a big reveal. So after the whole cameo fight sequence, we get a oh, big reveal fun. of Vince Vaughn. It, it's okay. It <laughs> was, was like great. after you've already revealed yeah. – um, hey. Jim Carrey and Liam Neeson, like it didn't seem that big of a reveal hey, to I'll me. Argue that's what with I was you. expecting. I totally disagree. I, I, I will I, totally disagree with you. They, they weren't revealing Vince Vaughn. They were revealing Wes freaking Mantooth. There's a right. big difference. That is Those true. Talk bad about Dorothy Mantooth. Yeah, she, she was brought insane. the pole dance pole dancing into mainstream. Yeah, <laughs> and he delivers that just awesome, awesome yeah. line, which I yeah. can't say because it's a family podcast, right. but. First thing I texted Brian afterwards, <laughs> and then we had seen it, and he was like, "Greatest line Vaughn's ever delivered." Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm make sure, up sure not afraid to burn here on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was the most ba thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah, I, I do it. <laughs> incredible. incredible. Uh, talking about this has made me want to run out to the theater and see it again. Yeah, right now. No, absolutely. So, I'm definitely seeing it again before. Before it's all said and done, so yeah, there was so much, so much to talk about with this one. We could go on all night, I'm sure, and talk about. At this point, it's basically just deteriorated into the the Chris Farley. Yeah, remember when you that was awesome bit. The uh, the way it's going to be whenever we get Forte on this podcast, and I get. Yeah. Remember, remember remember when you said "shut your butt"? (laughs) That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Classic. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about Anchorman Two? Let's go. Let's give grades. I guess I'm gonna give it a A minus. I think. So go. A plus. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go an A, and I may come back and and bump it up a notch. This is uh, talking about it has made me like it even more than I <laughs> than I did coming out. So. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it more come year end review and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah. So this cool. We'll have to see it again together, maybe, or something. Guys, our year in review is going to be tough. Like, picking yeah, two it is. is going to be really 
I'm kind of hoping, like, I just looked at uh, Walter Mitty has a pretty bad score on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. Yeah. And then first I was bummed out because I really liked that trailer. I thought it was looking like it could be a good movie. But I'm kind of glad because at least that's maybe <laughs> something that won't have to be in contention for the top ten. I mean, yeah. oh, gosh, crazy good year. It is crazy good. And uh, look forward to that. Come uh, just after the new year, I bet, we'll do it the first couple weeks of, of January. Yeah. So state, we still got a lot to see, man. Yep. It's still yep. crazy that we haven't even Wolf of Wall Street and Lewin Davis, and there's still so much, so yep. much for 2013. So much good, good stuff. I think her is getting excellent reviews as well. Forty-seven wow. Ronin. And fifteen percent, man. Fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I'm. So, I saw I'm, it, guys. I told you for this episode, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> It wasn't as it was gorgeous, according to Slash Film. So, I uh, <laughs> go there for your movie news. I saw Anchorman <laughs> at Alamo Drafthouse down in Austin. I was in Austin over the weekend. Nice. And uh, they did like a full little featurette thing on her, like uh, yeah. specific for that. And it, oh, gosh, that looks so good. It does. Every it's, every tweet or something I've seen about it is just like her OMG or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Somebody tweeted a picture today of a. Uh, and the tweet was like, I wish there was some way we could know what movies are good or bad. And uh, it was just a picture of a, a her poster. And literally, it was like the scene in Anchorman where they add more graphics. Like the entire, It's just a silhouette of Joaquin Phoenix, the title her, and then everything around it is just great movie. Best movie of the year. Like, yeah. the- It's probably 25 different quotes. It's kind of funny. Great. Uh, well, guys... Let's, uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about her, I'm sure, on the her episode. But let's move on. Let's do weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. Brian Gill. Yeah. Kick us off. Weekly recommend. I'm gonna go with the TV show this week that I've uh, I've been watching for the last few weeks, kind of kind of off and on. Um, it's on Netflix. Okay. It's uh. Uh, it's, it's called Chuck. I'm sure most of you guys, if you've never seen an episode, <laughs> you just kind of know what it is. Um, it's uh, look. It's not a great. It's it's not a great show. It's but it's really good for Netflix. You know when you're gonna uh, just shotgun through a season or two seasons or three seasons or whatever. And I know many of our listeners may be having like a Christmas break right now and stuff. And so uh, this is kind of it's it's kind of perfectly suited for. Uh, Christmas viewing or summer viewing or something like that. I watched the show a little bit when it was on. I watched probably the first season or two in real time and kind of fell off as it got shifted around from all over the place at NBC. Um, like I said, it's not a perfect show, but it's 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 a highly enjoyable show. It's one that you can turn on and do other things, which is something that I'm always looking for in a, in a Netflix-type binge-watch show. You know, if it's not Breaking Bad, then I want this sort of thing, you know what I mean? Um, Zach Levi's really good in his role, and it's it's got some it's got some fun parts. It, you know, in a 20-episode season, you're probably going to get only three or four that are really good episodes, and the rest are, are Bs or maybe B-pluses, but uh, it's fairly consistent, and uh, overall, it's, it's enjoyable. So uh, I'm recommending Chuck this week. All five seasons on Netflix. So it's you said it was off the air now? It is, yeah. It's been off for maybe two two years now, something like that. It got shifted okay. all over the place. It was on Mondays, and then it was Fridays, and then they put it back to Mondays, and then it was in the summer and stuff like that. I don't think it ever really had that much of a chance to find an audience. Uh, That's not the NBC I know. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, man, kind of a pattern we're seeing there, huh? Um, but, uh, look, it's, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun show, and it's got, its core characters are really good. The, the surrounding stuff sometimes is, it's a procedural, so, you know, you're not gonna get a great episode yeah. week to week, but, uh, you know, it's it's 80 episodes or so that are on Netflix, and that makes for a lot of decent entertainment while you're doing other stuff, and every once in a while you're going to catch um, some really fun stuff. They do a lot of really nerdy things, so if you're into nerd culture, which I think I am a little bit, and Ken is a little bit, Richard pretends like he's not, but, you know, whatever. I am. Uh, I know. I'm just kidding. But no, they they make some fun. They make some cool references here and there. It's uh, and it's it's enjoyable. It's it's a fun show, which is really all I'm looking for when I'm powering through 80 episodes on on Netflix or something. Great, Brian. One more thing, I need to binge watch on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, you can you can you can hold off. I just you know I know there's some viewers out there or some listeners out there who have a have a week or two off right now and don't have. There's nothing on TV right now, so. Uh, you may uh, they may be looking for something to to hold them over during this time, like when they're away f- when they're trying to get away from family members and stuff. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Brian. Chuck on Netflix. Uh, speaking of Netflix, my recommend comes from Netflix this week. It's Christmas time. It's the holiday season. It's cold outside. Uh, it's the winter. Uh, Netflix is offering fireplace for your home. <laughs> Virtual fireplace on Netflix. How awesome is that? For That's- free. So uh, we do. We, we kind of made that a joke in my household uh, when we do the Christmas thing. We have a fake digital fireplace going on the TV with Christmas music. It's a it's an ongoing thing. I think that the one there's like a TV station here that does one with I think Christmas music in the background on Christmas morning. So that's become our tradition. So it's it's funny if you don't have a fireplace. If you live in an apartment like me, you don't have one. It's a it's a Funny little thing to have on in the background if you're having a holiday party or something like that. Or if you just like watching fire burn, you know, for hours <laughs> upon end. It's cool, too. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> There's three like episodes. now until some pyro gets a hold of it and burns out. <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of a fun uh, little recommend. I thought I'd tell you, the listeners, yeah. about that on Netflix. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah, Fireplace for Your Home is on Netflix, so check that out. It's kind of funny. Uh, Richard, recommend. Yeah, my weekly recommend is the, also Netflix. And uh, are you guys? By, I don't know. I've ever talked to you, but are you guys by any chance Bo Burnham fans? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a full special, but I've caught him, you know, on talk shows and stuff. Yeah, he's really out there, right? As like, I mean, so right. he's kind of a gimmick comic. He does songs and uses some props and stuff. But think more Andy Kaufman. Think less Carrot Top. Does that make right. sense? Like yeah. that, that kind of gimmick comedy can go one of two ways. It can be sort of super artful or it can just be really hackneyed. And I, I think he's a, you know, he's like 22, 23. He's really smart. Uh, he's pretty offensive. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> not necessarily if you're, if you have tender ears, maybe not for you. Uh, but he's most of all really funny and really interesting. And I think uh, kind of a bright star and, in, in young American comedy and uh, I'm not one of, I, I, I'm kind of a comedy purist like I don't really like when people mess with stand up but what he's doing has this kind of satirical edge to it and he's doing songs and stuff but doing songs and stuff about doing songs and stuff and uh, he does interpretive dance anyway he has a new special called What uh, that's on Netflix now uh, literally opens with like interpretive dance 
Um, and it's the show. He does this uh, one song on um, on uh, basically making fun of how formulaic love songs are, uh, which is really good. Uh, I liked his last special more, uh, which is called oh gosh, what is that called? I'll find it. Person, but, I think. No, I, the, no, that's Dimitri Martin. That is Dimitri Martin. Um, I get them confused all the time. Yeah, he has one album and special called the first one's called Bo Burnham, which he did when he was in high school. Uh, he's kind of a prodigy, and then the new one is her. I mean, is called what? And then he oh words, words, words. Yeah, that's the last one, which is really, really good. There's like. Ten songs on that thing, which are all hysterically funny, uh, but the new one's pretty good. Uh, more stand up, less songs than than usual, and uh, a lot of wordplay. He also also has a book of poetry out, um, which is pretty funny. But I think he's somebody um, definitely to follow. Um, he had a show on MTV that didn't do very well because I don't think people, I don't think MTV is his target demo. Um, it's like Teen Mom and then kind of weird avant garde comedy. I don't know if those go together. Um, but I think he's definitely someone that you guys would enjoy and someone that we should kind of keep an eye on because I think he has really good things coming to him. Yeah, he's he's good. He Follow him on Vine. He has a lot of funny yes. Vines. He might be the all-time greatest Viner, I think. Yeah. Hilarious. So good recommend. I'm glad you said that's good because I saw it on there. I, I recommended Aziz Ansari's Netflix yes. stand-up a few weeks yeah. ago, and I noticed Netflix has been adding more like free stand-up yeah, on there that they produce themselves. So. Now the uh, way to do it instead of the HBO special, I think the, they yeah. can get a better cut, which is awesome uh, for comedians. I think. Yeah, and that whole great. Louis model is really working out. Where they you just go, you rent a theater, you film your special yourself, and then you just distribute it on Netflix. Boom, done. Yeah, exactly. Brian Gill, where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill12, and you can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me online at Richard Barden. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. You can find our show on the internet at madaboutmoviespodcast.com, along with all of our weekly recommends and unlimited downloads of all our episodes, and contact the show on that website as well. Anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here for this episode? Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. <laughs> Dang it! Stay close. words right out of my mouth, Richard. Sorry, beat you to it. You guys have a good Merry Christmas. Yeah. If you're listening to this on uh, Christmas Eve when it was released. Uh, but until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Sing to me.